on the bottom of Chof Dalit Ahmed Bey's Bamemephisim. What do the Kayanim wear when they make the pious? Rav Nachman, I'm a big day chayel. Rav Nachman says they wear the regular begadim when they make the pious. Rav Sheshis Omar, big day kaidish. Rav Sheshis says no, they wear the big day kahuna. Rav Nachman, I'm a big day chayel. Rav Nachman says they wear the big day chayel. The yam is big day kaidish. If they're going to wear big day kaidish, ikabali zroyist is these big muscle, muscular kayanim. If they're already wearing the begadim, it's just a matter of going. So they're going to grab the avayda and go to avayda. They're already wearing big dekaydish, and therefore we put them in big dekayel to remind them that they got to put on the big dekaydish before they start doing the avayda. And then we're not afraid that the tough chevra are going to do the avayda. Rav Sheshes Omar, the big dekaydish. Rav Sheshes says they wear big dekaydish. Why? The yamar to big dekayel. If you're going to say big dekayel, agav chavivu say. They have such a chavivas for the Avaidah, we're afraid that they're going to do Avaidah before they put on the Big Day Kaidish. So therefore we tell them to do the pious in Big Day Kaidish, and then immediately they go and run to Avaidah, they're already wearing Big Day Kaidish. That's the Machlaikis, Rav Nachman, and Rav Sheshis. Now obviously there's no problem of Meila. Like really if the pious was L'chayr not an Avaidah, so L'chayr you shouldn't be allowed to wear the, Avaidah, the, the, the Big Day Kuna for the pious. What does a pious have to do with Avaida? Tarot says, Mr. Mitzvah So to wear the Big Day Kuhn itself is not a problem. The question is, is there a reason to wear it or is there a reason not to wear it? And that's the Machlaikis of Sheshis and of Nachman. Omer of Nachman Aminullah. Of Nachman says, How do I know that they used to wear Big Day Chayel? The Tanah in the Mishnah says, Masun Lachazanim. They used to give over the Kayanim to the Chazan, the people that were in charge of the clothing. Fahayyum Avshit and Isam as Big Dayim. They would take off the Kayanim's Begadim. They will only leave on the Mechnasayim. This is what the Mishnah says. This is how they used to put dress the Kayanim. Now the Gemara is asking, what are we talking about? Which Kayanim are we talking about? These are the Kayanim after the pious. This is what they used to do after the pious. So what are we talking about? My love, We're talking about the Kayanim that were already Zaycha in the pious. So now, what do you see? You see that they take off the Begadim and they only left on the Mechnasayim. So you see L'chaira, that why are they taking off the Begadim? Zaktev Nachman, I see that they were wearing Big Day Chayel, and we're talking about the ones that were Zaych and the Pious. So you have to take off their Big Day Chayel and put them on Big Day Kaidish. So Mela, they took off all the Begadim, they only left on Mechnasayim because they didn't want to leave them in the base of Mikdash with no clothes. They took off all the Begadim, they left on the Mechnasayim, and then they put on the Big Day Kaidish. So you see that, we're, that when a person does the Pious, he wears Big Day Chayel. That's of Nachman's Raya. We're talking about the people that were in Zeiche. So what happened? So they were in Zeiche. And according to Avsheshes, they were wearing Big Day Kuna for the pious, but they lost the Gael. So what do they do? They have to take off the Big Day Kuna. So that's what the Mishnah means. They bring them to the Chazanim, and the Chazanim take off the Big Day Kuna that they were wearing for the pious, they would only leave on the Mishnasayim. So the Shail is, what's this Mishnah referring to? According to Nachman, the Mishnah is talking about they would take off the Big Day Chayel and help them put on Big Day Kaidish. According to Avsheshes, they would take off Big Day Kaidish and they would put on the Big Day Chayel. And the Gemara proves it. I'll prove it to you. If we're talking about the people that are zeichef for the pious, so what are we saying? They take off all the begadim. According to Nachman, they take off all the begadim, and they only left on 
the Michnasayim, which means Michnasayim of Choyl. They took off all their big day Choyl, and they only left on the Michnasayim of Choyl. But we learned before that you can't do that. They would only leave on the Michnasayim. Tanya the Brisa says we had it before. The Allah is the first Beged, a big day Kuna that you have to put on is the Michnasayim. Is the first thing you put on. So what do we? Let's make the cheshbon. The guy is wearing big day chayil. They take off all his big day chayil and they leave on the mechnasayim. And then they, the, the big day chayil mechnasayim. Then they put on the big day kaidish. And then the gemara is assuming they would take off the mechnasayim and put on the mechnasay kaidish. You can't do that. The mechnasay kaidish has to go on first. So if we're talking about somebody that was wearing chayil begadim, you can, that's not the, that's not the way you do it. You don't leave on the mechnasay chayil, then put on the mechnasay kaidish, and then take off the and put on Mechnesei Kaidish, Mechnesei Kaidish always has to go first. So obviously, Av Nachman's wrong. And the Pshad and the Bryce is like this. We're talking about people that won the pies. They were already wearing Big Day Kaidish. So now you have to put them on Big Day Chayel. So Mele, you take off all the Begadim, you leave on the Mechnesayim, you don't want to leave them with nothing. They put on Big Day Chayel, and then they take off the Mechnesayim, and everything's wonderful. That's the Gemara's Raya to Rav Sheshis' Pshad in the Bryce. That's not a raya. That's not a raya. You know how you learn it? Let's let's clarify the halacha that you have to put on the mechnesay kaidish first. Is that halacha that you have to put on the mechnesay kaidish when you're wearing nothing? Like the pasuk says, the mechnesay vad you are. Sorry, the first beged you're wearing has to be mechnesay kaidish, or it's the first beged of big day kahuna that you have to put on. Meaning, in those days, you used to wear robes. So let's say, what would they do? They would they would they would still be wearing big day chayil. They would put on the mechnesay kaidish. Under the Mechnesei Chayel, now under the Begadim of Chayel, now they have Mechnesei Kedish, it was the first beggar they put on, then they take off the, the, all the rest of the clothing that they have and put on Big Day Kedish. Is that a problem? If they have other Begadim on, Palamai said the first beggar that they put on is Mechnesei Kedish. So the Gemara is assuming that that's good enough, even though they're wearing other Begadim. There's no halacha that you have to put on the mechnasayim when you're wearing nothing. The halacha is the first big beggar kaidish that you have to put on is the mechnasay kaidish. And Amel, that's the Gemara learns. How do you read this Mishnah? Why they're still wearing the big kaidish. They put on the mechnasayim of kaidish. So now the mechnasayim was the first thing they put on. Then they would take off the big adam of chayel. They would only leave on the Michlasayim, which was Michlasay Kaidesh, and Amel, everything's wonderful. Really, Av Nachman's right. Really, the, the pious was done in Big Day Chayel, and Amel, that's the reason why. And they took off the Big Day, they first put on the Michlasay Kaidesh, and then they took off the Big Day Chayel. Omer Rav Sheshis, so again, Rav Sheshis was the one that held that the pious was done in Big Day Kaidesh. How do I know that the pious was done in Big Day Kaidesh? Detanya, Lishkas Hagazis. Kimin Besilki Kedailahai said Alishkas Hagazis, the place where the Sanhedrin used to stay, that was a big huge room. Pious Bemizracha, the pious was done in the east of the Lishkas Hagazis. The Zakain Yeshibimarava, a Zakain from the uh, Bezdin would sit in the west. He was the umpire to make sure everything went smooth. 
came in Bukhulyar, the Kainim used to sit around in a circle like a Bukhulyar. The Mamuna came, so this will explain how we. What they used to do was all the Kainim would stand around and they would start counting. They would pick one guy and they would count and go around all the Kainim. They'd take a certain number, go around and count all the Kainim. But how did they know which Kain they started from first? So they have He would take off somebody's mitznefes. That would be the simon that he's the one that they started the pious with. Everyone knows that they started with him. And then they would go around and make the cheshben and whoever won, what? So what's the raya? If you're telling me that the kainim wear regular begadim, mitznefes, you don't have a mitznefes. Who wears a mitznefes? person wears a hat. You don't wear a mitznefes. So if it says you take off the mitznefes, obviously we're dealing with big day kaidesh. So you see that the kainim wear big day kaidesh. That is, you have sheishas' raya, beautiful raya, that they wear big day kaidesh. Zati Gemara, what's the grace Raya? And it's possible that there is a mitznef as a big day kaidish. Kiditani Rav Yehuda, Visem Rav Shmuel by Yehuda, we actually had this once. Kayan Shah Let's say a Kayan's mother makes for her son a ksainis, that she wants her son to serve with her begadim. Ayvid Ba'avadis Yachid, he's allowed to do Avaida with that ksainis. And there's a halach, we had it in Shkalim, if we're assumed that, they, that she gave it over to the Tiber, she didn't give it over to the Tiber. But what we're trying to prove from there is that it's possible to have a ksainis from Chayel. It's possible that somebody knows how to make a ksainis. So maybe a guy is wearing a mitznafes of Chayel, big deal. It's possible that even though it's big day Chayel, it could still be a mitznafes and a mela. That raya is out, but we pass him like Evshashus, and therefore when you go to the picture books and you see all the Kainim standing in a circle doing the pious, so the reason why they do it like that is because it looks nicer for the books. If they would all be wearing regular Bagadim, it wouldn't look so nice. But the truth is that they're right. The pious was done with Big Day Kaidish, and Mel, that's why they wear Big Day Kaidish in all the picture books. You see from this Mishnah that the Lishka Sagazis was half Kaidish and half Chal. The Gemara says, the a very interesting thing. You see, it had two entrances. One entrance went to the Kaidish, one entrance went to the Chal. The Gemara proves the Kaidish means the Azara and the Chal means the Harbais. If you want to say the whole Lishkas Agazis was considered halachically Azar, it wasn't the Azar itself, it was a room, but if, if, if you want to say the whole Lishkas Agazis was halachically considered an Azar, Zakin Yoshev Marava, a Zakin sits in the west of the Lishka Sagazis. Nobody is allowed to sit down in the Azara. When you were in the Azara, you got to stand. Why? You're serving La Maidu Lasharis is a Chiyah for a person to stand when you stay, when you're sitting in the Azara and you see the same thing today. What's Malchai Beis David? What's unique about Malchai Beis David? Because we're busy discussing David HaMelech was someone that lived with their Rabbi Nishalav. So all his Enoch were able to sit in the base HaMikdash. They were a Ben Bayis, so to speak, by their Rabbi Nishalav. So what happens when a person comes to Shul? When you're davening Shemun you have to stand. When you're learning, you sit. Because Shifti Beveis Hashem Kol When a person learns, he's like David HaMelech in the Azariah, he's allowed to sit. Why? You want you to sit. You're a Ben Bayis. When a person learns Torah, he's, so to speak, part of the Rabbanu Shalom's bias. He's like Malchai Beis David 
And Amela, he's allowed to sit. Here we have a zakein of the Sanhedrin, a very chashviyid. He's not allowed to sit. He has to stand. So Fred the Gemara, if you're going to tell me the whole Lishkas Agassiz was considered Azara, so this zakein is not allowed to sit. He has to stand. So obviously it wasn't completely Kaidish. Let's say the whole uh, the whole Lishkas Agassiz was Chayel, Pious from Mizracha. You want to say the Pious is in the East. That means it's in the east of a room that's chayel. We had yesterday that the pious made a tumult in the Azar, and we wanted there to be a tumult in the Azar. If the, the Lishkas Agazis wasn't Azar, then there's no reason to make the pious in the Lishkas Agazis. We want to make a tumult in the Azar, and, we want, and it has to be Kedushas Azar. So obviously, it had. Obviously, half was Kaidish. Half was Chayel, and it's interesting if you pay attention which one was Kaidish, which one was Chayel. So we would have said that maybe the south was Kaidish and the north was Chayel because the south would have been closer to the Azara and the north, Lachayer, would have been further in the Azara because the Lishkas Agazas was in the north. So really, the more the Lachayer, the more south side would have been the Kaidish and the, the more north side would have been Chayel. But if you look at the Mishnah, it says not like that. It says the Zakein was sitting, Zakein Yeshiv Bimarava, the Zakein. What did we say before? Zakin Yeshib Bimarava. The Zakin sits in the west, and the Kayanim, the, the pious, took place in the east, which is interesting because the east was towards the back of the base of Mikdash. So even though the east, even though the east was towards the back, once there's a cutoff point, there's a cutoff point. Even though there's an east, well, even though the east is further back, but the Kedusha, obviously, of Lishka Sagazis was in the east, was further away, so to speak, from the Kedusha Kedushim, and in the west, apparently, was halachically Chayel. That's what you see. It's interesting you see that. The Gemara doesn't point it out, but that's what comes out from the Shech Zatig Gemar is obviously it was half and half. Zatig Gemar ve'isak adaytach pesach echad yeshlay. If you're going to say it only has one entrance, upasuach lekaidish, and the entrance is open to the kaidish, zokin yeshib b'marava is a zokin allowed to sit in the west. V'hatana and the Mishnah says we actually had this in Sochem. Halishaches habnuyes bechayil, a lishka that's built in the chayil, meaning the lishka is physically in the chayil. Upsuches lekaidish, and the entrance is to the kaidish. Teichan kaidish. It's halachically. Kaidish is a very interesting concept which applied to the base of Mikdash. Wherever the entrance was, that was the halachic status of the room. When a person opens an entrance to the Kaidish, the entire person becomes Kaidish. When a person even could be sitting in the base of Knesset, but he has with him his phone and his Pesach is to the Chayel, then he should know he's sitting in the Chayel. It all depends on the Pesach. That's the way it was in the base of Mikdash. You could have an entire Lishka in the Chayel, but because it's open to the Kaidish, he is completely Kaidish. So if you're going to say that the Lishka Sagazis was open to the Kaidish, so it doesn't make any sense, the whole thing was Kaidish, so the Chayel went back to the Kasha, Chayel the Zak can sit. You want to say it's maybe it's only open to the chayel. Pious and mizracha. You want to say the pious is in the east. If it's built in the kodesh and it's open to the chayel, teichin chayel. It has the halacha of chayel. So the chayel, if it has only one entrance to the chayel, the whole thing's considered the chayel, and you want to make the pious there. Echad pesuach v'kodesh v'echad pesuach lechayel. 
A guy has two entrances. He has one entrance takes him to the base medish and one entrance that goes to the chayel. And then it depends on the person. If he's shifty be base Hashem, if he considers himself a mensch of the Shlom, then he's part of the Shlom. If he considers himself a businessman who sometimes Yitzitzayin learns a little bit, then Rechmalzani is a chayel. It all depends on the person's attitude. He has a pesach lekaidish, pesach lechayel, and then it just depends on where it's built. But that that's times that's not what the Gemara is talking about. But that's the Gemara says that the lishkas agazis was half and half. So Taisa asked Akasha, so why didn't they make the pais in the Azar itself? Why did they make it in the Lishkas Agazis with a whole shtickle tire, half kaidish, half chel, just make the pais in the Azar? So Taisa says two reasons. Either because they take off the mitznefes of the kain, doesn't pass to stand in the Azar on a hut, snishpah does pass, similar. and the other reason is because they stood in a circle. And the Allah is, you know how to put your back to the Heichel Hashem and the Mela. It's interesting, the advice is even when they just stand there for no reason, the back is never facing the Heichel Hashem and the Mela. That's the reason why a, a Kayan would never ever face, would, they, would, they wouldn't be able to do it in the Azar itself. Even though the Kedush Azar, you wouldn't want your back to face the Heichel. It's actually a very interesting thing because in a Shul, you have the same concept. When a person does Psicha, you're not supposed to turn your back, you're supposed to walk backwards. Now don't turn your back to the base, to, to the Aaron. The only time there's an Indian, there's a Shmitzvah. The, with the minigis to turn your back is when the Rav is saying a drasha. And the reason is because when you're teaching Torah to Klal Yisrael, you're a representative Kaviyachal of the Rabbi Shalom. And then Bedavka, that's the way they set up Bedavka like that. That his back is to the R, an amazing thing. Uh, the, the Rav, or a person in the Yeshiva, his back is to the R, and it's Bedavka like that because when you're representing the Bedashim Kaviyachal and you're the representative of Kimitsi and Tetzisar. It's not an interesting concept. But Agapan and the Allah is you now turn your back to the Aaron, and that's why they did it in the Lishkas HaGazus. So this was the first pious. Ha-pious Hashayni, the second pious. Mi-shaychet, who's shechting the carbon tamid. Mi-zayrik, who's being zayrik to dam. Mi-midash, mizbeach ha-pnimi, who cleans off the mizbeach ha-pnimi. Mi-midash, who cleans off the menaya. Mi-malei evarim le-kevesh, who brings up the evarim to the kevesh. Reuven, you're already counting which one you want to do. Who brings up the evarim to the kevesh. Ha-raish, v'haregel, this is the way they used to bring it. The head and the right foot. The right, an animal has two hands and two feet. So the roish and the regel, ushteyadayim, and the two front feet, which are called hands. Ha'ok, it's the tail, the haregel, and the left foot. Ha'chaz, the chest, the hagera, and the neck. Ushteyadfan, the two sides. Ha'kravayim, the innard. Ha'az, the innards. Ha'asoylas, the soylas. Ha'chavitim, and the chavitim, which is the kain gadol. Ha'yayin, and the yayin. This was all brought by the kainim. So interesting, we mentioned this once, that the chavitim was not brought by the kain gadol himself. He just paid for it. But the kainim, the kain, a regular kain, would bring it. So this was the Avaida of the Tamid. Shloisha Asr Kayanim Zachobai. There were 13 Kayanim that won the pious of the Tamid. These are 13 Avaidas that we just listed. Amr ben Azay lefnei Rabbi Akiva. Ben Azay said in front of Rabbi Akiva, Mishum Rabbi Yeshua, in the name of Rabbi Yeshua, Derech Hiluchai Hayakarev, that the animal used to be carved the way it walked. We're going to see in the Gemara how that cheshmins, but the Mishnah says a very specific order. Roish Regal, Shteyadayim, Ukitz Regal, very specific order. But Ben Azay disagrees, and he says the order is the way it walked, and the Gemara is going to analyze what that means. So they had 13, 13 people won. How did they do it? Did they make 13 separate piyasas? They used to make everybody, they would make one guy, one guy won, then they would do it again, one guy won, until they had 13. 
Or would they have one person win and then all the 12 people standing next to him would get chap together with him. They would all win the pious together with the one that won. That's the Gemara Shari. Do they only do a pious for one Avaidah? And they would make an individual pious for every single Avaidah. So Tigmar Tashima Arba piyasas. It says there were four piyasas over there. If they made a pious for every single avayda, there's much more than four. There should be thir- 13. There should be a bunch. You're making a bunch of piyasas. You're doing it again and again and again. So there's much more than four. They used to gather together to make a pious four times. Maybe each one had a bunch of piyasas that they used to gather everybody together four times to make a pious. Then every time everyone gathered together, they would make one pious for the shechita, one pious for the zrika. Maybe that's how it would do. So you have no raya. Was it all a bunch of different piyasas or was one pious and all the kainim, the kainim won together with the person that won? Tashima, Rabbi Yehuda Aymer, pious lamachta. So it's a very interesting thing. When they used to bring the Ketairis, how did they get the coals on the Mizbech HaPnimi? Right? The Mizbech HaPnimi was not constantly supplied with coals. So how did they get the coals on the Mizbech HaPnimi to Yimakta the Ketairis? So part of bringing Ketairis was they would bring a container of Ketairis and then they would bring a pan of coals to, then they would put it on the Mizbech HaPnimi and they would be Yimakta the Ketairis on those coals. So the person that won the Ketairis, he couldn't, he wasn't carrying both. He would carry one. They used to hold, hold it in the right hand. So he would carry one. So who would carry the Machta? There was one pious for Ketairis, like we'll see soon. So there was only one pious for Ketairis. Who would carry the Machta? So Yehuda says, they wouldn't make a pious for the machta. The one that won the ketairis, he would tell the kohen that was next to him, you take the machta. So what do you see from Rabbi Yehuda? You see that they didn't make another pious for the machta. The kayin, he pulled the kohen next to him to do it. So the Gemara wants to prove just like over there they did it like that. So who had them by the tamid? They did it like that too. One kohen won, and he pulled everybody next to him to do it together with him. So that's not a raya. Shani machto k'tayres t'chad avaydihi. The machta and the k'tayres is one avayda. So therefore, one kayan won, and he pulled the other kayan with him. It's considered one avayda. But the carbon tamid has 13 different avaydas, so then it's not mistaver that maybe it's possible that they made separate piyasas. So back to the Shaila. Then the, so the Gemara says a different lashon. Ikad yami the other way. Dafka machto k'tayres t'chad avaydihi. Only the machta and the k'tayres, which is considered one avayda. Aval shar avaydis but it sounds like only that because it's one Avaida. Maybe Rabbi Yehuda holds that you pull a Kayan next to you and with you. But maybe it sounds like maybe the other Avaida is Fakert. Other Avaida maybe you need a separate pious for each Avaida. It's three chalai, you need a chiddush by the machta. You would think, since the Kataris wasn't so common, it was only twice a day, it wasn't like a regular carbon. Everyone knows this, Kataris makes a person wealthy. Maybe you have to make a separate pious for the machta. That's why Rabbi Yehuda says you don't have to make a separate pious. Maybe really always, you do have to make a separate pious. But by the machta, you would think, I'm sorry, maybe really always, the Gemara is saying, really all the Avaidas, really all the Avaidas needs a pious. 
I what's the what's the, 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 the why by Ketaris and Machta are we speaking out? I think I wanted to prove Ketaris and Machta is the only thing that doesn't need a pious, but everything else needs a pious. So I think no, really everything else does not need a pious. I why do we need a special chiddush by Ketaris and Machta that you need that you don't need a pious? The reason is because you would think you need a pious because Ketaris and Machta makes you wealthy. So maybe we should make another lottery to see who else is going to win. Come on, we don't do that. Tashima. So again, we're calling a shaila. Do you make separate piyasas or do you make one pious? No, you do not make an, a pious for every avoda. Everyone gets pulled with him. And really, if you think about it, it's very nice. There's a winner and then there's a runner up. Or else either you won or you lost. Here, at least, if you know, your kid always says, Imamish got one number off from the prize by the by the uh, by the Bavi So here, if you're one number off, you'll win because the first kain won, and they went down to the to all the twelve kainim standing next to him. They pulled them together, so you won the pies. No, so they'll get. What do you mean? All the kainim are standing. The first guy that won, and they pulled the rest of the kainim together with him. What? Well, huh? And the because they want to be the one that won. I'll tell you what Reuven's asking. Who's the first one that won? He won the Shechita. Which is the best of Aida Zrikas? The best of Aida. Why would you want to win the Shechita? <laughs> the best of Aida is the Zrika. Apparently, the Maschel is Hakal. Shechita is not even Aida. Maybe the Murray says it's not even Aida. But, huh? So the one that they chose got what? He got Shechita. That's going on. It's actually interesting. I didn't think of that. But look, that's a good point. The first, everyone's trying. I guess the number one won the Shechita. He was like the, the Maschel. And everybody else tagged along with him. What about Kabbalah? So we know, of course, we all know, big time the The way they used to do it is like this. They would do Shechita, they would accept the dam, and then they would do Zrika on the base of Mikdash. Who did the Avoid of Kabbalah? We didn't, the Kabbalah is not listed in the Mishnah. The Mishnah says Shechita, and the Mishnah jumps to Zrika. So who does Kabbalah? That's the Gemara's chat. Le'ibayalohu. Mi mekabel. Shoichet mekabel. Does the shoichet do kabbalah? Di'i amit zarik mekabel. If the zarik does kabbalah. Agav chavivu say. Le mekabel le kuladam. He's going to be in such a rush to do zrika. Zrika is such a chashiv avayda. He's not going to take all the dam. And the halacha is. Bez Hashem we're going to learn. We're going to know. The sugya of nishpach. One of the biggest sugyas in Zerachim. Over there in Yerushalayim. Yerushalayim. Kedesh. Over there we're going to see. That there's a halacha. You have to take all the dam from the carbon. I was talking to someone today who was washing Negevasser. I was telling him, you have to wash, we wash Negevasser. People don't wash their whole hand. They, yeah, it takes patience. You have to stand there, wait till the cup fills up, and then you wash Negevasser like a mensch. So in those days, it was like that too. The kain had to stand there, wait till all the blood trickled into the kais, and then he went on the zrika. But if he's the one that's doing, if he's the one that's doing shechita, so you want to, you know, the guy that gets the aliyah, wants to drag out the aliyah as long as he can. So then it would make sense. He's holding on to the cup as long as he can. But if he's about to do another avayda, he's going to be in a rush to do the next thing. He's not going to accept all the dam. So we maybe the shechit should be mikabel. So the zayrik shouldn't. To miss some of the dam. Oidoma, maybe the other way. Zerik Mikabel, maybe the Zerik should be Mikabel. The Yamid Shechid Mikabel, Zimnin the Shachid Zar. A Kayan does not have to Shech. The Allah is a Zar, is allowed to Shech. So Mela, sometimes a Zar is Shechting, and you're going to be left with no guided, nobody to do Kabbalah, because if the Shechid is Mikabel, then you're going to be stuck. If he's a Zar, a Zar is not allowed to do Kabbalah. It's only allowed to do Shechita. 
So the Gemara says something very interesting. Tashima ben Kotin also yud beis dad lekir. Ben Kotin made twelve spouts for the kir. Kedeshi yu yud beis echav akarinim asukim b'tamid mikachim yudeim v'ragleim b'basachas. He made twelve spouts, so all the kainim that did the avoda could be mikadish yudeim v'ragleim in one shot. Now I don't understand. The Mishnah says there were thirteen kainim that. Did the Talmud. So one guy is left out. One person doesn't have a spout to wash his hands and feet. The answer is because the first one was Shechita. Shechita is not an Avaida. So you don't need Kiddush Adayim Raglaim to do Shechita. So all you need is 12 minus Shechita. So let's make the Cheshman. If the Shaykhid does Kabbalah, so even though he doesn't need Kiddush Adayim Raglaim for Shechita, but he needs Kiddush Adayim Raglaim for Kabbalah. So Vaita, you should need 13 spouts because the Shaykhid is he's going to do Shechita. He doesn't need a Kiddush Adayim Raglaim, but immediately he's doing Kabbalah. So he has to do Kiddush Adayim Raglaim for Kabbalah, so you need 13 spouts. Elamai, the Zerik is Mikabal. So the Zerik's already in the Cheshbon. He's already one of the 12, because he's a Kayin, he has to be a Kayin. So Meil, if you put Kabbalah together with Zerika, everything's wonderful. You only need 12 Kayinim to do the Avodah. And Meil, that's why he made 12 spouts. That's the Gemara's right. So that's the Gemara. If the sheikh is Kabbalah, Tleisar have it's 13. You see, the Zerik is Mikabel. That's how we pass. And the one that does Rika is the one that does the Kabbalah. So, really, the runner up ends up with two Avaidas. Very Gishmak. And he comes to do the Zerika. So, you see, that the Mikabel is the one that does Zerika. Same person. In the Mishnah, we listed the order. We set a specific order the way you bring it up to the Mizbech. The Gemara is going to bring different shitas regarding that. Amr ben Azai, Lifnei Rabbi Akiva, Taner Derech Ben Azai said that your marker of the animal, the way the animal walks. How does an animal walk? So the Gemara says like this. Haraish, the head, the haregel, and the right foot. So the Reish always goes first. We're going to see in the Gemara, no matter how you hold, the Reish always goes first. The Gemara learns out of Apostle, the first thing you bring on the Mizbech is always the Reish. The question is, what goes next? So first you have the Reish and the Regal. Then you have Hachaz the chest and the neck. That's the next part that the animal moves when it walks. Ushtei Yodayim, the two hands. Ushtei Tfanis, the two sides. Ho'okitz Regal, the tail and the left foot. This is the order. It's different than the order in the Mishnah. This is the order according to Benazai, the way the animal walks. Abyeisi. Huh? So that goes together with the head. Everything's, the head is, uh, is all, the head is, includes everything on the head. Abyeisi, Aymer, Derech Hevshayt. Oh, so we're going to see in the Gemara why the right leg goes together with the Reish. It's not because the Gemara is going to say every, we're going to see four, three sheetas over here. Everyone holds the Reish goes first and the Regal goes together with the Reish. We're going to see it in a minute. But the Reish is not part of the Cheshmer. The Machalikya starts after the Reish. What goes next? So according to Ben Azai, this is the order. You go in the order that the animal walks. The way you skin the animal. They used to skin the animal from bottom up. That's the way they skinned it. So, so how do you do Again, the Rosh is always first. The Rosh and the Regal always go first. We'll see in the Gemara why. Then goes backwards. The tail and the left foot. The two sides. The two hands. The chest and the neck. You're moving your way to the front of the animal. That is a B.A.C. Shita.
The way they used to cut it up into pieces. How they used to cut it up. That always goes first. Two hands. Chest on the neck. The two sides. The tail on the left foot. That's the way they used to cut it up. That's the way the more hush of a piece of meat. The word, the one that's considered more chashiv, that's the order that they went. Sarah Bison, when you go to the store, pay attention to this Gemara. Which one's more chashiv? Okay, that's not a raya. That always goes first. Then comes hachaze v'hagera, the chest and the neck. That's the next chashiv piece. That's the next piece. The tail and the foot. That's the next piece. Is last. The feet and the hands are very muscular. So male, there's not so much meat there. So therefore, it's not considered a chashiv aver. And that's the reason why, according to Rabbi Yaisi, Aglili, it goes last. The Pasuk says, you want to get a good piece of meat? Take the Yerech, the leg, the Kasef, and the shoulder, the arm. So you see the arm and the shoulder is the Chash of a piece of meat. So you're telling me it's last on the list. The Pasuk seems to say it's the middle of the list. Now the Gemara seems to not be in this ball. Walk into your local butcher shop and ask the butcher which is the most Chash of a piece of meat. That wouldn't make a difference. In today's generation, they say like this. The scientists say like this. Chazal, how do they stim with the scientists? They, the scientists is Hanukkah Rishayna. Then Chazal is like the Chiddush. Can we make Chazal stim? Can we not make Chazal stim? In the Gemara was the other uh, We're backwards. In the Gemara was the other way. Let's see what the... We don't care what the butchers say. Let's see what the Gemara, what the Pasuk says. If the Pasuk says there's a chash of a piece of meat, I don't care what the butchers say. The Pasuk says that. So the first, whenever you want to figure something out, you ask Chazal. They know the truth. Or the Navi, they know the truth. And everything else, you make everything else work. You make everything else fit based on what Chazal say. So the Gemara doesn't ask on the butchers, the Gemara asks on a Pasuk, that the Pasuk says that the Yerach and the Kasef is considered a chash piece of meat. So the Gemara Hahi Bikhusha, that Pasuk is referring to a weak animal. An animal doesn't have a lot of meat, so then the, the arm and the leg are muscular, they have some sort of meat, so then the most chashir piece of meat is the arm and the leg. But in a fatty animal, that's not the most chashir piece of meat. And a male, when a person brings a carbon for shtetzach, you bring your most chashir animal you have. So male, they brought fatty animals for carbonus. And a male, that's why Beis Agludi says that the arm and the leg is last. So what's Pshat in the order of our Mishnah? Our Mishnah is different than all the other orders. What's the Pshat in the Machlaikis? What does our Mishnah hold what it holds? And Rabbi Yaisi Haglili, it should be Rabbi Yaisi Haglili, Haglili, yeah. Between the Tarekama and Rabbi Yaisi Haglili, what's the Machlaikis? What does the Tarekama hold? What does our Mishnah hold? And what does Rabbi Yaisi Haglili hold? The Gemara says something very interesting. Both of them hold Basar Iluya Tebisra Azlina. We go after the Chashivas of the Basar. Mar Azal Basar Evara Tebisra. The Mishnah goes after the uh, like the, the size, so to speak. The what, what, uh, However big, however large the the uh, the, the 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 size of the avarim is not necessarily how fatty it is, but how how big it is. So that's the order of our mission is let's say Harish Varegel, then comes Shteyadayim, uh, I guess that's bigger. So the order of the Mishnah is based on the size of the Evarim. That's what's considered more chashiv. That's the Tanakat. That's our Mishnah. And the Rabbi Yisrael goes after the fattiness of the meat, which everyone's considered more fatty. That's the one that goes first. This is the Cheshbin of how the carbon Talmud went. 
My time is Salka Regal Pahade Resha. Frank Pinney, why does the Regal go together with the head? Well, this is something very interesting. Mishim Deresha Nefishi Be'atzam. It's a very interesting thing. The head has a lot of bones. And the reason is because the bones is where your brains are. And your head, fat, represents gesund. Eat, enjoy life. That's fattiness. The head is not so fattiness. The head, hopefully, in your head is a lot of seichel, and your head is demonstrated by bones. Chazal say that the father puts into the child bones. The the bones come from the father because the father is supposed to represent chachma. That's what he's supposed to represent, and immediately he represents a dmus of a chashivas for the child, and the bones represent that. And immediately the head is full of bones. So Mela, because the head has so many bones in it, carve a regal We put the foot together with it. We don't want to just burn bones. So we put the foot together with it to have some kind of meat. So Mela, the regal and the roish always go together. But how do you know the Reish goes first? The Kuli Almias Reish Karberation Menalan. How do you know the Reish goes first? Titania Minayan the Reish who Peder Shekaid Menachalevarim. How do you know the Reish and the Peder and the Fat come first before the other Evarim? Tamaloimir es Reishai ves Pidreva Arach. You bring the Reish and you bring the Peder together. That's the first thing you put on the Mizbech. The Pasuk says again, Why does the Pasuk repeat it? The Pasuk says it twice. How would you bring the head onto the base You put the fat on top of the base of to cover it. And bring, you will bring it up covered with fat. It's not, doesn't pass to bring up a bloody head with blood dripping off the neck. We don't want to do that. So that's why it says, So again, every time they brought the Reish first, they would cover it with fat. They would bring the Regal together with it. And then everything else, the Machlaikis, what goes next?